0: I'm the girl who talks a lot. I'm the girl who always has her head in the clouds. I'm the girl that tries to find the humor in every situation. I'm the girl who's too much. Hi, I'm Sam Richardson, and this is my podcast, Living Richardson. Here's to the girls whose fathers broke their hearts before any boy could. I remember the first time I felt the pang of grief strike. The realization that I didn't have a quote-unquote normal relationship with my dad. I was in elementary school, and one night I was at a friend's house. We were watching the film Grease, and the bonfire scene came on. Sandy was upset with Danny for being a stupid boy, so Frenchie comforts her by saying, The only man a girl can depend on is her daddy. Many years later, I still find this to be gut-wrenching. I've always known and felt the despair of having an absent father, but it wasn't until I watched my husband Kyle being an amazing father to our kids that I realized truly how much it's affected me. I need to take a sidebar to touch on this for a hot sec. I see videos on social media all the time hell, I've even made them, on how amazing it is when a man does the bare minimum that's expected of him, either as a partner or father. And there's always the comments, this is so sad. It is. It's extremely sad. But it's the hard truth. The other day, Kyle and our three-year-old Blair were cleaning the grass out of the lawnmower. She was so proud to be helping Daddy. As she was working, grass blew into her eye. Kyle stopped what he was doing and tended to her. I legitimately started crying while watching this interaction. I became so emotional over a simple and what should be considered a normal experience between a child and their father. What's sad is, I'm willing to bet that most women would also become emotional over this because they can relate. They too have what society refers to as daddy issues I hate that term. Daddy issues. Why are women faulted for having shitty dads? Why aren't we holding the men accountable for abandoning their daughters? When we use this term as an insult, we're just admitting that men are systematically neglecting and traumatizing their children on such a vast scale that we've acquired a label for it. My own father traumatized me to the point that I am triggered every time I see my husband behaving like a legitimate daddy would. All I ever wanted was a daddy. I had a father, a sperm donor, a guy I saw periodically growing up that didn't want me, but loved to act like he had significant influence over my life. Well, yes dad, you did. Thanks for influencing me to know what kind of partner and father for my children I don't want. I almost fell for it, though. I almost stuck it out with a man that was just like you. (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking as if he's listening to this. It would be the first thing I've done that he's ever paid attention to. As much as I love that my kids are growing up with a father presence I've always dreamt of, it still hurts. It's agonizing to think of how different my life may have been if I didn't have a deadbeat dad. But, of course, I've had to learn to overcome these thoughts and feelings and focus on what's in front of me. All that matters now is that I heal and learn from my own trauma as to not inflict any on my own kids. Some people question why I'm so open. Some even criticize me for it. I've always been this way. The only difference is now... I'm not filtering anything out. I'm done protecting abusers and toxic people. Our stories and experiences matter, and they deserve to be heard and believed. I share my narrative to help others recognize the signs in their own relationships and know that it's okay to stand up for yourself. I'm no longer self-gaslighting. I choose to honor my inner child and give her a voice. So, without further ado, here is how I came to be just another girl with daddy issues. My dad's name is Sam. Yep, you heard that right. And you would also be correct in remembering that my name is also Sam. Imagine sharing a name with someone who doesn't want you. A constant reminder of your abandonment. My father had his first child, my older brother, also named Sam when he was 19 years old. I'm a little hazy on the details because they've changed over the years. But from what I was told, after my brother was born, my father married his mom before heading off to boot camp. I don't even remember what branch of the military my dad joined because only six weeks later, my brother's mom filed for an annulment and my dad got out somehow and went home. I'm not sure as to what custody arrangement they had for my brother at the time, but I know my dad was involved to some degree. My brother was only around 10 months old when my dad met my mom through mutual friends at a bar. What started out as a booty call quickly became a fertilized egg. Approximately 38 weeks later, a month before his 21st birthday, my father's second child was born. The lovable bastard you know today as me, the third Sam to be bestowed upon this tragedy. Roughly two weeks into the affair, my mom found out she was pregnant and informed my dad. Fresh off a divorce and adjusting to life as somewhat of a father to Sammy, my father denied the baby as his. They ended their relationship and my mother went on to become a single mother, choosing to name her daughter after the deadbeat dick. Well, obviously his dick isn't the deadbeat here. The deadbeat asshole who spread rumors about her. I guess you can say I harbor a little animosity towards my name. While my mom was busy raising me without any contribution from my father, he went on to have yet another child with his former high school sweetheart. Therein lies an entirely separate tale. The gist of it being, they broke up during her pregnancy and she found a new man that could provide for her and the baby, my sister, better than my dad could. Honestly, knowing his history, I can't really say I blame her. When I was four years old, My father's mother, my nana, saw me one day out and about with my mom. She then went home and convinced my father to reach out to me because she wanted a relationship with me, which is also a joke. Anyway, my mom agreed, and I started seeing my dad every other weekend. It's funny, I don't remember meeting my dad for the first time, but I do remember how I felt. Growing up, I was very close with my cousins. They had a dad. Where was mine? I was old enough to understand that my family dynamic was missing a father. And even though my parents wouldn't actually be together like my aunt and uncle, I was elated to be getting a daddy. Shortly after I began seeing my father, he got back in contact with my younger sister's mother and fought for visitation rights. My mom even testified on his behalf. To my knowledge, he was granted visitation, but every time he tried to see her, they weren't home or they wouldn't answer. Eventually, enough time had passed without contact that her stepdad was able to adopt her. My father followed the same visitation schedule for both my brother and me. Every other weekend, he would get us together so that we could have a relationship as well. I'm not going into the details of it now because that's not what today's story is about. But for two years, between the ages of 8 and 10, I was sexually abused by my older brother every other weekend while under my father's supervision. Not that he was intentionally allowing the abuse, but he slept a lot on and off while we were in his care, leaving us ample time to do whatever we wanted. When I was 10, I told my mom about the abuse. Long story short for now, this resulted in my brother and I going to my dad's house on opposite weekends. My father has never once discussed the abuse with me, What I went through, the abuse and what happened once it was reported, was extremely traumatic. And I wish my dad could have at least acknowledged that it wasn't my fault. For years, I felt shame when I was a victim. And in hindsight, so was my brother. But again, that's for another time and place. I'm only speaking on this situation now to talk about how my father reacted once I came forward. Like nothing had even happened. This appears to be a running theme in my childhood. Something traumatic happened, and the abuser and or enabler refused to accept responsibility. Instead, everything got tucked away because no one could say otherwise. That's not healthy. I'm extremely open with my children so that they feel comfortable being open with me. Am I the perfect parent? Hell no! But I own up to my shit I apologize, and I talk about hard things with my kids. If they don't feel safe to trust me with anything, then I have failed them. I wish my dad would have let me know everything was okay and that he loved me. After about a year of seeing our father on separate weekends and having no contact with my brother, I was asked if I felt comfortable to start going on the same weekends again. I said yes. I knew it was what my dad wanted, and I would do anything to please him. My brother and I have also not ever once spoken about the abuse. And to this day, we don't have much of a relationship. But we went back to seeing our dad on the same weekends. When my brother was around 15, he fully moved in with our dad. As I aged through my teen years, I hated being at my dad's house. He didn't mistreat me, but mentally and emotionally, it was horrible. It was pretty much the same thing every weekend. He'd buy a bunch of junk food and a pay-per-view movie. It was always something I had no interest in, but that's what my dad did, or does. He buys you gifts when it's convenient for him, but the gifts are always what he wants. For example, when I was around 12 years old, I needed a new winter coat. My mom asked my dad if he could buy me one. I was actually very excited for this. My dad had more money than my mom, so I could get any coat I wanted. Or so I thought. One of his weekends, he took me to Burlington Coat Factory, and I set my heart on a beautiful coat. However, my father didn't like it and refused to buy it. A different coat had caught his eye. It was a bulky thing with leather material on the bodice and fur on the collar and cuffs. I was not a fan and expressed that to him, but he didn't care. I can still feel the weight of that monstrosity, never properly fitting my tiny frame, but that was the coat he wanted me to show off and make sure everyone knew he bought it for his daughter. What a great dad. Eventually, in my late teens, I started to realize things for what they were and cut my visitation with my father down to once a month. I never felt at home or even comfortable there. My dad is extremely vain and would point out when he thought I was gaining weight or how bad my hair looked or my clothes were. I also never had a bed at my father's house. This is partly since, for most of my childhood, he lived with someone, either one of his parents or a friend. I spent my weekends with him on the couch. Once my brother started living there, his friends were over constantly, smoking pot and drinking booze. Sleeping on the couch in a house with a bunch of high and drunk teenage boys exposed me to a lot of unwanted sexual advances, which I would quickly shut down. So time spent at my dad's became limited, and since he never saw me outside of when it was his weekend, I rarely saw or spoke to him. We never even talked on the phone just to check in. That's how it was with him. I didn't exist when it wasn't convenient for him since the age of three i have been involved with the arts and he never came to see a recital or show he's also never called me on my actual birthday it's always a day early or a day late this brings me to my high school graduation i gave my dad two tickets and he promised he would be there i was so happy after the ceremony all the graduates met our families in the parking lot I scanned the sea of faces, desperately seeking him. As I saw unrecognizable face after unrecognizable face, I knew that he wasn't there. I immediately started sobbing. So my mom whipped out her Motorola razor. I had to throw that in there for the millennials. And I called my dad. He answered and told me he was there for the ceremony, but he had snuck out quickly at the end to avoid traffic. I cried to him, saying I wish he would have waited to see me. I told him my family was going to dinner and would he join us? It should be noted that my mom and dad have no ill feelings towards each other and are extremely civil, even flirtatious at times. So having him attend dinner would not have been awkward in any way. He could tell how upset I was, so he promised to meet us at the restaurant. He never showed, he never answered his phone again that day, and he never explained what happened. Fast forward a few weeks, it was the day of my graduation party. Once again, he promised he'd be there. When there was about an hour left in my party, and he had yet to show, I called him. He answered and said he had fallen asleep and he would be heading over right then. I bet you can't guess what happened next. Yep, he never showed, and he didn't answer when I called again. Remember my younger sister that had been adopted by her stepfather? Well, throughout my youth, my dad would mention her and how one day he would love nothing more than to find her. When I was 20, that's exactly what I did. Coincidentally, my younger sister is also involved in the arts. I realized a theater acquaintance of mine knew her. I had the acquaintance give her my phone number and we began talking. I gave her our father's information and they began a relationship. By this point, my sister's mom and adopted father were now divorced and her mother was single. As was my dad. Yep, you're right again. They began dating. And of course, he attended all my sister's performances and high school graduation. He even sent her and a few friends to Florida on his dime as a graduation gift. I honestly don't remember how long they were together for... I was living my own life of grieving a child and fleeing an abusive relationship by then. But their relationship didn't last, and my dad has been single for the past 10-ish years. Over the past 10 years, my father has been in and out of my life, pretty much making an appearance once in the summer and then around Christmas. We would either go to his house or he'd come to ours. We'd get dinner, he'd spoil the kids with gifts, and then he'd be non-existent for the next six months. This brings us to my 30th birthday party, October of 2019. My birthday actually isn't until November 20th, but I had always wanted a Halloween costume party, so Kyle threw me a surprise bash. He, of course, invited my dad, spoke with him the night before, and even confirmed he would be attending. Surprise, surprise, he didn't show. He messaged me the next day, apologizing for his absence, that he had completely planned on coming and even had a costume, but he just couldn't make it. No other explanation. I knew in my gut he was hiding something. Over the last few years, I have realized that my father is an alcoholic. He was a heavy wine drinker and has had numerous DUIs and was even in a halfway home when I was a child for a period because of it. That was another experience. Father-daughter visitation at the halfway house. Another time, when I was 16, one of my first outings with my license was driving my dad to his court hearing for a DUI because his license was suspended. Remembering all of this after he failed to attend my birthday party, I decided to pull up court records. My father had gotten another DUI, and his driving privileges were suspended. I gave him the opportunity to come clean about what was really happening, and he never did. This was the beginning of the end of my relationship with my father. I told myself I would still allow him in our lives, but I would stand up for myself if needed. Just last summer, almost two years after my birthday fiasco, my dad attended our older kid's birthday party at our house. He came equipped with his own thermos of something strong and potent, you could smell it on his breath. And it didn't take long for even the kids to realize. Don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with adults having a drink at a kid's party. I even provided summer cocktails, but he crossed a line. When he was ready to head home, he came inside to say goodbye to me, then went back outside to make his rounds with Kyle and the kids. My sister, she's my ex sister from my mom's marriage, but she's my sister now more than ever. She and I were upstairs in my room talking. She needed an ear to express some things. As I'm talking with my sister, I hear my father call upstairs to me that he was leaving. Since I had already said my goodbyes and was done answering to his beck and call, I poked my head down the stairs and said goodbye to him once more and thanked him for coming. I could see the steam fuming from his ears that I didn't leave my sister to go running to him. My father is not fond of my ex step family. For no other reason than, they're not my real family. Sorry to break it to you, Pop. Blood doesn't make you family. When I didn't run down to him, he stormed out and left. I let it be and decided not to waste my energy on him. Until the next morning, I woke and had several drunk texts from my father. He called me an ignorant daughter and to stay away. Then the word W-O-E. I'm not sure if that's ho misspelled or what he was trying to say. I tried to let it go. But then he communicated with me further after he woke up and sobered up, and he was still angry. I stood up for myself and spoke my piece. He continued to call me names, said I only wanted him for money, and then said he wanted the $2,000 he gave us for our wedding years prior back. Thanks, Dad. So glad you walked me down the aisle. Before I could respond, he blocked me. It's been 16 months since I've had any communication with my father. Which, yes, it hurts. But I also feel so much relief. I no longer must walk on eggshells to please him and pretend he's a loving father. I only skim the surface when it comes to my relationship with my dad. For 30 years, I would have done anything to make my father not only accept me, but want me. I would have done anything to know what it feels like to have a daddy. Instead, I spent every Father's Day agonizing over the hand I was dealt. But now, here I am on the other side, stronger than ever. I now realize that my self-worth has nothing to do with how anyone else feels about me, let alone some guy who doesn't bat an eye when abandoning his own child. My father's behavior towards me has nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. For many reasons, a huge part of me wishes I never would have started seeing my father. I understand my mom didn't want me to not have a father, but honestly, I still didn't. I wish she wouldn't have pushed me so hard to maintain a relationship with him. In my opinion, I would have been better off staying abandoned in the beginning than to suffer through 30 years of disappointment and trauma. There you have it. The backstory I've only shared with a few people, but nevertheless, it's my story. It matters, and so does yours. I hope you can take something away from my story today. Whether you feel better about your own relationship with your father, or now you understand what true daddy issues are and give the women in your life some grace. Thank you for being here, Glory Holes. As always, for more content... You can find me on most social media apps at Living Richardson. And don't forget, my Patreon page is officially up where you can catch my new exclusive series, Light Me Up, as well as other exclusive content and benefits. A huge thank you to the patrons who have already joined. I hope you're enjoying it. And Dad, if you're listening, I did it without you.